0: The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, UnitedHealthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to Bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at Bluenile.com for $50 off. Bluenile.com code LISTEN.
2: This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality ducky drama that are centered on ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the keen PA, that is Roy Phil Brown, and with me I have the P forty five. That is Lucy Freeman, and the last part of Elizabeth's staffing problems, folks, is you. Now this week's Dumby Dum is the live one from Birmingham, which was conducted by our wonderful Andrew. Now, Lucy, mm-hmm. um, if any of our listeners would like to corral two hundred of their best buddies into maybe a you know a town hall to do a <laughs> Dumb Dum or even become a caller, how can they do that?
3: If you would like to leave us your thoughts, a Dumpty Dum or a plot prediction, or use the word dramaturge, leave us a message on Speakpipe. Hey, loose, loose, yes,
2: yes. Guess, guess what I forgot to do? What? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, All right. uh, Yeah. Let's let's start this whole thing again. Considering we're only like two minutes in.
4: (laughs) This podcast is a Royfield Brown production find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a proper dumpty dum with the sheep at the end, which I will uh, conduct you for as well. So, and I know quite a few are singers, so we'll, we'll start sort of on a... Da! On there, okay. After 4 3 4 dum
5: <laughs>
2: the, oh. This is Dumdy Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that I said on an ambridge in the heart of Millens. i I'm the keen PA, that is Royfield Brown. And with me, I have the P45, that is...
3: Lucy Freeman.
2: And the last part of Elizabeth's staffing problems, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dee Dum... Now, I've remembered to put it in, is the live (laughs) one from Birmingham. Now, Luce, if any of our listeners have like 200 or so spare friends and they want to maybe nip to their nearest town hall to do a dumpty dum, or even become a caller how can they do that?
3: If you would like to leave us your thoughts, a dumpty dum, or a plot prediction, or use the word dramaturg, leave us a message on SpeakPipe via dum-de-dum.com or call us on 02033102. Five. no that's wrong O oh, two, O oh, three, O oh, three, one, three, one, O oh, five. this week we need to thank Shambridge for her amazing voices Mike Hatton for mm-hmm. his character counts Cosmo for his episode roundups and to Derek for learning the back bedroom uh, Derek got into trouble at fireworks night as he was in charge of lighting them and he caught a glimpse of Auntie Cardboard's enormous bangers and went off too
2: soon <laughs> <laughs> that generally made me properly titter this week um I was going to say something before mm-hmm. you, you like cracks me up with that gag. And then I've cleaned forgotten. So, so well done for that. So <laughs> our best to swiftly move on and uh, tell the good listeners who we have on the show this week. And we have calls from Emma, Julie, Mary, and our Andrew Horn. But first before the caller in a it's top of the shop. Best bit of the show. It's our juicy loose and a week in Ambridge. <laughs>
3: Christmas works in reverse. In Ambridge, if you are really, really naughty, you get a present. Freddie dealt drugs and got biscuits, cakes and trips to the aquarium. <laughs> ben went joyriding and got given a puppy. To be fair, he does sound old enough to drive. He actually sounds old enough to be the BBC Senior Defence Correspondent. But anyway, (laughs) I was very excited to hear one of the puppies in the running was called Lucy. They described it, obviously, as good looking and intelligent. Unfortunately, Ben made the wrong choice and ended up with some blotchy cretin called Bess. So she'll be rubbish, I'm calling it now. Um, We had a series of scenes this week in which someone is urgently trying to tell someone something and someone else just talks over them. This does not happen in real life. Even me and my mum and my sister, who all talk a lot, never do it. One of us just says, shut up, listen. And the other one says, oh, sorry, what? I don't even understand how it works to the scriptwriter's advantage, but it makes me want to throw things at the radio even more than normal, I mean. Lexi is back and doing everything she can to avoid Roy, it seems. No pressure, he said, picking her up from the airport in nothing but a strategically placed balloon that said, please have sex with me, and drove her home. She managed to break away and run off, but he followed her. She went to the pub to try and shake him off, then went home and shouted, I'm having an early night and I'm putting a chair under the door, leaving poor Roy gazing sadly at his shriveled bonitza. (laughs) Neil's repertoire of extraordinary noises has increased hugely now he's done his back in. Susan hid his phone under some tea towels in an effort to stop him moving about and worrying about work. So instead, he just moved about looking for his bloody phone. He kept hearing a buzzing noise, but presumed it was just Susan's appliance. As with his bad back, Chili's been off the menu for a while. He turned the phone back on to hear 342 messages from disgruntled Barrow employees complaining about Hannah's sensitive management style and threatening legal action. He was very Uh anxious about missing his bell-ringing duties and didn't feel Chris would be up to it. It's too much stress for such a difficult occasion, he said, as if he expected Chris to accidentally start ringing the Macarena on Resembrance Sunday. Natasha, there's Uh lovely look you popped down from Torchwood to have a look at Tom's nuts and to tell him and Tony (laughs) that Bridge Farm was still rubbish, but less rubbish than it was before. Thank you, Natasha. Love you, said Tom. We've got a bit of backstory on Natasha, lining her up as being in the market for Tom's meat products, as well as on Hannah, (laughs) whose father was a bit sausagey himself, apparently smelling of smoke and ketchup. (laughs) Talking of Hannah, her cloven hoof has now started showing. She was invited to the Nuffield presentation, which is talked of in awed tones in Ambridge as if it was the Oscars. There's wine and dresses and it's not soup, said Tony excitedly. (laughs) Well, I don't want to go to your stupid school prize giving Tom, said Hannah spitefully, until she found out that Natasha there's lovely was, and then she decided she might, until Tom said, actually, no, you're right, you're awful, and you'll probably punch my mum or something. Over at Lower Locksley, Geraldine handed in her notice, uh, uh, which is a shame, because I'd only just started recognising her voice. It didn't go well.
5: <laughs> I'm fed
3: up with working for you, you ungrateful lunatic, said Geraldine. Oh, said Elizabeth, lifting her head off the desk with a post-it note stuck to her face. It's fine, though. She'll get Tipcom to do all the bookings as he has such a lovely telephone manner and Bert Fry can manage all the events. Titcomb uh-huh. and Fry. If that doesn't get its own <laughs> series on ITV2 after Midsummer Murders, I don't know what will. Uh-huh. Finally, people have stopped going to the ball. I did wonder when they'd catch on. Let's go to the pub where there's two bar staff who have usually had a massive row just before opening time. There's <laughs> only one brand of real ale. It's usually decorated as if they're expecting a six-year-old's birthday party. There's a man in a cravat working on some spreadsheets about crumble toppings in the corner and a fat man popping crisp bags sat at the bar. The bar <laughs> then gives you a running commentary of everything that's happening through a megaphone and every time the door opens, it's a member of the Archer family carrying a suitcase and crying. There's a bar <laughs> upstairs that reeks of damp and an elderly man in yellowing wyfronts who shouts everyone's name in full when they walk in the chef's just been released from prison he can only cook sandwiches and he has an imaginary girlfriend called beverly drains they sell gin named after a dead dog and if when you decide to clear off walk home quickly because there's a good chance one of the bar staff will mow you down and leave you in a ditch and they wonder why rural pubs are closing the end
2: (laughs) you know what lucy what? That was so much better than last week. You know <laughs> what I found in this week? You had some good social commentary, and then to like tie it all up with you know the the demise of the rural pub, I thought was a masterstroke. <laughs> you had social commentary, gags, and it was just so much tighter than last week. Well done, oh, well done, you. Thank you very much. Well done, much. You. Thanks, well thank done you. you. Now, um, Joe Grundy applying uh, to work behind the bar.
3: Yes, that's just rubbish, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is rubbish. Yes. So we'll, we'll say no more on that. We'll say no more on that. Now, uh, before uh, we started dum dum and I cocked up the intro by just launching into the show without any kind of like, you know, without the dum dum or anything like that, we both basically said, I mean, not for the first time, but nothing happened in the Archers last week. So how the heck are we going to fill uh, 40-odd minutes, uh, Loose? Uh, with the callers, I hope. There's only four of them and they don't <laughs> add up to 40 minutes worth of content. <laughs> we'll think of something. All we'll right. Something. So, um, Susan's phone. Uh, sorry, Neil's phone. Well, Right. Yeah. Smashing. Yeah. Moving yeah. from that.
3: <laughs> there was a lot of a uh, what uh, moments this week uh, for me. Mm. Firstly... Yes. Hannah can't dock people's pay because they're if they've actually missed, like if they're being paid by the hour, she can she can dock their pay because they've they didn't work an hour that they said that they had worked. If they're contracted, she can't just take money off their wages. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Um, there also has to be someone at Barrow that's in between. It can't just be you know the general manager organizing everything even rotors and um uh, you know there's got to be some but for a thing like that is there's got to she's not following any hr protocol at all so then they'll end up with some constructive dismissal thing um mm-hmm. what else was weird uh the whole natasha saying well he should have used wood chips i'm just telling you what i did that just seemed really out of character she just i think she just i mean i know we don't properly know about her character yet but it just didn't seem very professional really she just or not professional just rational she'd just say oh okay you know she Mm. I don't think she'd care that much
2: really I suppose were we supposed to read into this that she is somewhat of a detail person and and she's a little bit nerdish that she'd gone straight into the weeds and um And Tony kind of slightly has a measure, didn't he? You know, that he says, well, actually, Tom isn't just a bit of a Burke. He has been working on the the farm all his life. So he does have a little bit of an an idea. Um, And that's the first time that we've seen any kind of check of her intellectually, professionally, wasn't it? You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah." Tony's been like, hmm, you know, you think you're all that, but you might not necessarily be all that. Yeah. Which other um, sort? Mm. But yeah, like good.
3: you, I I really liked the uh, Geraldine and um, Elizabeth
2: stuff. Oh, I just thought that was uh, there were two conversations confrontations which I thought were were brilliant. Uh, David and Ben when David susses out that Ben yeah. had to enjoy riding and he keeps on asking the same question
3: yeah I'm but, going to ask you one more time yeah,
2: yeah yeah you know for Ben to go nope 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 daddy's yep. yep. you one more. <laughs> <laughs> which you know as, as a parent and just as a child we've all yeah. been yeah. You know, either side of, of that conversation
3: no 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 okay yes <laughs>
2: yeah exactly <laughs> yes I did yes. but the whole um unraveling of Geraldine, with her just getting totally frustrated, feeling yeah. overworked, underappreciated, and just managing the whole Low uh enterprise. That conversation, I just thought was 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 brilliant, and in in a very understated way. You know, I just thought it was yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, um, so uh, Q Lily when Lucy.
3: Ooh. Well I don't know because if you look at the twitters there is various mm. uh, hypotheses going around uh, one of which is Oliver is a shoe-in to uh, take over to jointly run Lower Loxley mm. and
2: um Gay Grayballs because he's been sniffing around hasn't he mm. yeah yeah
3: um Roy might come back and and help out at um because up until now they've kind of Roy has pretended that Lower Loxley doesn't exist, and Elizabeth has pretended that Roy doesn't exist, and they've. This is the first time we've actually had them in the same scene together for ages. Mm. Um, and usually that heralds a thing. Um, mm. So I, I did, the, yeah. That, I th- someone else said Lexi. Why not? Why doesn't Lexi help out at uh, Lower Loxley?
2: Yeah, Lexing. Lower Lexi,
3: We could call it. Hey, eh?
2: <laughs> Lexley Loxley. Um, <laughs> but there, there was a moment with the whole Halloween debacle. Yeah, and. Roy did say Elizabeth Padgett, you know, gave her a full kind of like title whilst kind of slagging her off, you know, saying that it wasn't, wasn't organised somebody. I thought, oh, you know, they, they really, he really has moved on, hasn't he, mm, emotionally, no. type of thing. Like he didn't run to her side and say, well, actually, he did a little, didn't he? Well, anyway, he, was, he I, said
3: he was trying to help and I do genuinely
2: yeah. think he was. No, he was, he was. When no, he, he when he when he
3: um spoke to the lo- made that comment to the local paper,
2: mm. but uh, Elizabeth's just two in one really. Yeah. So um, we're having full on breakdown mode here. She did really, sound
3: completely like a woman on the edge, didn't she? Yeah. She really did. Yeah. She didn't sound normal at all. It was quite horrible to hear.
2: Yeah, a bit a bit of Elizabeth the zombie. Mm. So yeah, yeah. yeah, and people are starting to notice because even even Ruth has noticed now, hasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the whole kind of obsessing thing. Uh, right, no, Hannah the bitch. Also she started really... hang
3: on a minute, she started to remind me of that um that uh, Little Britain sketch where <laughs> he said she said, um
2: well she the only game in the village?
3: No. When she said when um it's Matt Lucas, he's being a grieving widow and mm. uh he says, um his neighbour is in, who's David Williams, and 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 says, "Would you like a cup of tea?" Oh, he loved tea. He'd always have tea at this time of year. <laughs> yeah, and you're then, completely and right. Then, and yeah. then Matt Lucas goes, he, "Yes," coach. and he said, "Oh, he always said yes when he wanted to reply in the affirmative." And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's got, and then David goes, "Oh, it's nice to see she's not wrenching Freddie into every single conversation like she was." And I thought, "What? She's just spent an entire conversation <laughs> on exactly that." What are you
2: talking about, David? Yeah, no. Ben doesn't doesn't like to go out with a coat on. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Neither did my bird of a son. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah. Well spotted, Freeman. As, I d- as I always.
3: Did, I did think as well um, that I, I, for once, I think Ruth had identified. So you know, considering she takes sod all notice of her children most of the time, apart from him, mm. um, she did seem to have sort of. I think she was spot on with her analysis of what was happening with Ben and saying, "Look, he just hasn't got a place. He hasn't got a role." He doesn't feel any kind of commitment to the farm because we—that's mm. we, all we talk about, you know—and he—he doesn't say a word about it. That's because he hasn't spoken for sixteen <laughs> years. But um you know, I thought she was absolutely dead right. But I thought that I thought the conversation between Ben and David—the kind of the matey conversation—was a bit forced. But then it's really difficult to 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 write that stuff and sound authentic. So yeah,
2: and and also. It was a little bit too neat and pat, wasn't it? Yeah. You've gone from, we haven't heard of him for 16 years. Yeah. Um, he's a, I'm going to, not a reluctant joy rider, but he was the more responsible out yeah. of the day, wasn't yeah. he? he was a bit like, saying, oh, you yeah. really shouldn't do this, but okay, I'll go along and do it. And yeah. then within two twos, he's now got a place on the farm. He's training yeah. best the, the, yeah. uh, the, the, the sheep dog yeah. and him and his dad have made up, you know, yeah. all in the space of what, like five days. Yeah. You know, they should yeah. have at least dragged this out for a few months. So we've got some kind yeah. and pathos and, yeah. and agonising. had one uh, bedroom scene with uh, David in half dim, isn't he? He can't see the nose on his face, that man, you know. Oh, no. So, by the way, folks, just whilst we're talking about David Archer, uh, there is a after we have just been really rude about him. <laughs> Well, as the character, not the actor. You know, the actor just delivers his lines, doesn't he? He, can, he can't help how he's written. Uh, but uh, yeah, so there is a dummy dum extra. So if you are a Patreon supporter, you would have got an email from me, I think, on Friday, giving you the link to our Tim Bentink uh, talking about everything but the archers, basically. And it was, it was rather interesting. I tell you what, Luce. What? I know what you're going to say. Have you listened to it? But I know what you're going to say. No,
3: I haven't listened to it.
2: He does a very good multicultural English accent halfway through, talking about fam and ends. You get me, right? Really? It's totally <laughs> hilarious, <totally laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So um, he talks about him voicing computer games and how um, he was told, "Okay, so can we have a multicultural English, please?" And yeah, bear in mind, this man is actually a member of the aristocracy. Yeah, you know, a, a proper lord or duke or something for another something you know high polluting and he oh. dropped it so well and you know, Ruth you like you get me <laughs> <laughs> it was two minutes. It was a, it's a tour de force so if you <laughs> want any of that interview Lucy you skip through to about five minutes in <laughs> uh, he's rather brilliant rather okay. brilliant and then he tells a very uh touching story about um Mind the gap because he's the voice of Mind the Gap on the yeah. Diddy line, which I didn't know. I didn't know I that didn't at all. Know that.
1: Mm. You did.
3: Mm. Oh, it was one good. of my. I did an archer's pub quiz, and it was one of my questions.
2: Ah, but he alternates uh, with the lady, yeah. and um, and the, the very touching story, which I I won't spoil now for people that um have bothered to subscribe via Patreon, you can go listen to it, and then it's rather, rather good. Uh, just just whilst you're at it, touching time for me. And for half the planet yesterday, because Stan Lee died. Oh,
3: uh, yes. Mm. Did you see somebody just tweeted, bloody Thanos? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, that's very good. <laughs> yeah, so, hmm. right. Uh, so, what's, what's up with Alexi? Why, why don't she want Roy?
3: Well, she's either pregnant. She's menopausal and feeling a bit icky. Mm. Uh she's too
2: young to be menopausal.
3: Yeah, you can be perimenopausal, but I think she is young. And she mentioned her age this week. Uh I think, didn't she? Which is Did she? I think Emma's pregnant. Emma's going to give the child to oh, stop Adam and it now. Ian. Stop it. She's going to use that money for the stop deposit,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> bloody deposit, and then she can shut up about it. Um, and Lexi's my girls will come come home with me. Vianetta and the other one. Carrie well. Ruby started calling her Vianetta, and she said the other one's called Mivy, which made me laugh. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, think also when she keeps talking about my girls. My female friends call their girls or their boobs, you see. They're saying uh, no, they've got to get the girls. So when she mm. keeps talking about my girls, it gives me a moment think, what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, your daughters. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, yes, but I think we are set for an appearance of my girls.
2: Mm. Which is March ironic with Brexit. Everyone else is sodding yep.
3: off and they're coming here. But anyway.
2: Well, you hope they're coming here. Mm. You think. Mm. Anyway, I'll tell you what. Enough of us like uh, chatting and trying to fill dead air. All right, uh, why don't we um, have some caulder in us? Yes. All right, cool.
1: Hello, Ambridge
2: All right, then, first, I think uh, considering we're about to sever all ties with Europe, why don't we go to Europe? Uh, because after yeah, I tell you what, Lucy, yes. after March 29th, we can't have calls for, from Europe no, anymore. There no, won't be no, no, at all,
5: no, exactly,
2: know? exactly. No, no deal Brexit. Listen, Phone possibly. lines will not work. They right, won't get so... Radio
3: Four either, probably.
2: Yeah. Well,
3: they they probably won't if they're on BBC Sounds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, what was that, my, my dear?
3: I was muttering about BBC Sounds and how shite it is, but I shall stop.
2: Brilliant. Carry on. Mm. Okay. All right. So. Considering, as we said, that after March 29th, we can't have any more calls from Germany because it will be all quoted or whatever. It's Emma
1: from Germany. Hello, Ibaida. Here is the Emma. In case you didn't know, that's hello, you too. This is Emma in German. I'm also exploding tittens on the Twitters, if you're interested in that. Uh, I'm a first time caller in her. Ooh. i I suppose I'd better give you my credentials. I haven't yes, been to the archers for very long. Uh in fact, probably about a year, which means that the first storyline I heard was Ian and Adam discussing getting a surrogate. Uh right. so I suppose that makes me an Ian or maybe an unborn baby, I don't know. Problem no. I have with phoning in and why I've not done it before is uh I work shifts so I usually don't listen to the omnibus until after Dumpty Dum has been released, uh, which is kinda bad. I've got a plot prediction for you. I think me is going to be a friend of Rob and we're actually going to find out that he's there to trick Helen following the awkward touching that happened in karate a few weeks ago. Uh, I think then Freddie will come to her rescue and save her having been recently released from prison. A bit obscure, I know, but you never know with, with the archers. Anyway, I love the podcast. Good luck going forward. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.
2: That call started off so well, apart from some procedural uh, snafus to do with her credentials. Now, now, Lucy, just before we, we go into the meat and potatoes of that... Hang on bronch- hang on a second. Hang mm. on a minute. All right,
1: I'm hanging.
3: Hello. It's all right. We'd, we can edit this out. How did your exam go? It was okay? Yeah, the medicine bit was good, kind of. Well, it
1: was
4: decent. Decent?
1: Yeah. But, and the Cold War bit, First The first question wasn't good, but um, and the last question was um the same question I did with Dad.
3: No, yes, I really? Got one of oh, excellent! Well done. What's tomorrow? English lit and computing. English lit, computing. Okay. Well, I can test you on English lit if you like, or help you, or whatever. Yeah. Later. All right. Well done. Thanks for the water. Sorry.
2: No, that, that was all r- rather lovely. You um, can leave that in if you like. I don't know where people... Yeah, no. Nah, people love like all that stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so what was I saying? Yeah, so um, apart from the um, the snafu of the credentials, now I'm going to say this one more time. Now, I know that Cosmo has posted this on the homepage of www.com. Now, the only way... Uh, to call yourself a character actually works is you can't say you're an Ian if Ian's been in it like for like 15 years as Ian. So she
3: said I'm an unborn child.
2: No, she says I'm an Ian or. Right. So I'm just making ah. the clear distinction. It's got to okay. be um, the a major character that you can remember coming into the soap. So I would actually say if it's Ian and Adam discussing surrogacy, she's Alexi. Lexi's been in it ah. for approximately, approximately a year. Right. She's the major now, character. I always say
3: I'm Elizabeth and I'm not I'm a Cameron Fraser.
2: Exactly.
3: Ah, because I get because it now. if you're an Elizabeth. How long
2: have we been doing this? Well, yeah, <laughs> like four and a half years. If you're an Elizabeth, that means you were listening to it in like 1968 yeah. or something. Yes, before I was born. Exactly. So, please, people, let's get this straight, right? It's the character that you can remember <laughs> making an entrance into the soap. Oh, yes. sorry, ducky drama. Oh God. Yes. Sorry. Now, let's get into this bonkers prediction. Oh, and it's by bonkers. the way, yeah, it's bonkers. Is that, uh, is that um, our Emma dealt with? It's just bonkers. Though, thank you for your contribution, um, our <laughs> German friend. <laughs>
3: <laughs> thank <you>. yeah, <laughs> for yes.
2: de Blumen, et etc. Right. Um, um, yes. Yeah. All right. So you have Julie from Pickering now. Was that? Are you? Is you, your silence uh, an affirmative silence?
3: Yes, yes, yes. All right, sorry. Cool.
2: Can I just say, Julie? Next time you call in, because I am um, currently in Toronto, there is a pickering about thirty miles from where I am, and I'm not sure That you're Pickering in Ontario or Pickering somewhere in the UK. So the next time you call in, can you just make that clear? Because I always think you're just up the road on the Bart train. Sorry, on the Go train. Sorry, Bart is the Bay Area. On the Go train. Uh, Just let me know, and then I'll stop worrying. Okay.
1: Hello, Julie from Pickering here. Regarding last week's episode of Dumpty Dum, which I was listening to in my car, traveling to a works meeting. I'd just like to ask all the other dumpty dummers out there how many of you were like me shouting at your radio or your device saying twockers Lucy (laughs) twockers T-W-O-C not talkers twockers well at least the the people on the zebra crossing got the message (laughs) and uh, thought I was quite mad in the process Okay, that's all I have to say on the matter. (laughs) Doodles. I
3: know I got a lot of people messaging me going, "Talking, it's talking." I "I know now it was. Oh dear, yes. Sorry about that. Right, I got the sound right, just not the key bit.
2: Hmm, you sounded a bit like me getting all your letters and all sorts mixed up.
3: Did we? Um, he never. Brian kind of didn't really tell Rory off, did he?
2: Not at all. He seems to be somewhat proud. The whole thing—that's that, the inference that I got. Look, look at my boy. You yeah, know, blah blah blah. Well, he
3: he kind of he kind of told him. He said it's not on, you know, and and then said you can't have the money from the shoot. Then gave him the money from the shoot, mm. but didn't seem to take it remotely seriously. At least David no. did, and yeah. actually said, "No, you know, you're if you'd had an accident, that's what he was worried about."
2: I think Brian sees this as uh, somewhat of a rite of passage. That, you yeah, of course, you're going to do something like this, and yeah. and actually, he secretly quite proud yeah Mm. chip off the old block and all of that
3: yeah Mm. um and i just going back to emma's call briefly i i i people are saying oh i don't like lee and he's well he's just got the same voice as everyone else again but um he he does seem
2: to genuinely like helen i don't think there's any um, no uh, yeah absolutely and he w- he had um a very deft touch with Henry with the whole you know when yeah. he uh, didn't he karate chop Kier or something there was, there was something <laughs> he pushed her out of the way because yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: he wanted to help
2: yeah and he dealt with that really really well um so yeah I, I don't see how you can dislike him you know at all how anybody can he's done nothing to be Disliked. He's a bit bland,
3: I suppose, which you could well, dislike it for. But he's only said about four sentences well, so well, far. Well, Most of those are about Spider Man,
2: to be fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the one problem about the archers and casting people to be um you know actors in it is let's be quite honest about it, it is from somewhat of a slightly uh Indescript bit of the country, you know, south of mm. Brum, where it is a slight yeah. confluence of accents. So you can have Brummy and you can have the, the West Country, but you know, people are going to sound the same if they're supposed to be from that neck of the woods. They are. Yeah, and also you know.
3: roughly the same age. So now we've got Lee, Toby, Rex, Tom. Did you know Tom is 37?
2: I did. No, no, I didn't. I know that the previous Tom was much younger than Kirstie. Uh, So when I spoke to Annabelle, when when I interviewed her, um, she said that, not that it was an issue, but like first off, it felt a bit peculiar, you know, them getting together because he was at least 10 years (laughs) plus younger. Yeah, but
3: the, the character is supposed
2: to be 37. No, no, that I think I did know, yeah. Though he does sound young to me. Not, 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 not like a teenager. Young. But it's the way he behaves, not. Mm, but, but we've gone, we, we've kind of gone through this, haven't we? And the... he's only had three
3: girlfriends:
2: woman at the uh, supermarket, Brenda, Kirsty. You're right. Goodness. Poor yep. Tom. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Someone needs to buy him a Fortnite in Ibiza, don't they? Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Blimey, it's us get out the system.
2: <laughs> so, what do you reckon to uh, to our Natasha in terms of uh, you know, forget all the professional stuff, but she absolutely was telling. Well, in my come, head, I think she? of her
3: as the Welsh woman woman from from Torchwood. So she just looks like she's got that that shaggy cut, dark hair, and um. um yeah, I think she's nice. I love her voice. I think mm. she sounds very uh, Welsh. She sounds very Welsh. She sounds very just calm and competent. She actually sounds like a Welsh version of Ruth, I think. Um, uh, I think she's got... So she'll
2: be uh, no good with anything other than oven chips. Is that what you say?
3: <laughs> anything other than fruit. What have we got for tea? Juice, drink! Um, <laughs> I think, fruit juice. I think... I think she has got potential stayer
1: well,
2: written all over her. I, well, I, I hope so. And to me, it was very obvious. I think, well, not just to, not to me, to everybody, it's very obvious that she was giving Tom um, an amber light, wasn't she? She was saying, just bear with me. I've gone through this thing. Yeah. Uh, Ten years, Um I've ended it, but that doesn't mean that it's easy for me. Just bear with me and uh, we can maybe give this a little bit of a go. And, of course, Tom didn't pick up on, on any of that because the men never do uh, in in The Archers with anything um, other than Ian, maybe. He's a bit sensitive, but he's gone a bit rubbish recently. When's the last time you heard from Ian?
3: Um, When Adam... <laughs> he said to Adam, would you like some more bacon? And Adam went, <laughs> I haven't got time. time.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> With an exasperated sigh. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, mm. Shall we go to Toronto?
5: Yes. Hello, everyone. It's Mary in Toronto, and I'm not contrary on Twitter. I'm calling after listening to the latest Dumpy Tom, in which Lucy made a joke about made up languages and the phrase right you are and then Mike Hatton's character count roundup which I loved um gave the number of right you are's because I've recently been re listening to Stephen Fry's reading of the unabridged Harry Potter books and right you are comes up several times in the books (laughs) I think Hagrid says it quite a bit but I'm pretty sure I've heard more uh down to earth or less wacky characters saying it so, I think it's not something I grew up with in the southeast of England, but it does seem to be a feature of some people's vocabulary. Or maybe J.K. Rowling is just a massive Archers fan. Who knows? Okay, bye-bye. bye bye. Mm. Bye. There were a few right you asked this week.
3: Yes. I noticed.
2: I did notice that. Yes. I, and I remembered the thing that I'd forgotten at the start of the show after I'd made a balls up and then we did our second take. Do you want to know what it, mm. what it was? Yes. Mike Hatton's turning out to be the uh, silent star of Dum-de-Dum.
3: I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and not so silent now that he's actually uh, posting up once Started a month. speaking. Yeah.
3: We won't be able to shut him up now. It will be, no. be like Ben Archer will be in every muscling in in every scene.
2: Hello, it's me again. <laughs> it, it, is, it is kind of uh, odd in a very lovely way that Mike Hatton was, in effect, our silent, wasn't he? So we always thanked yes. him. But we never heard from him. But now we hear from him mm. and he's like quite good and quite funny and uh, maybe should be like doing the, the the me bit on the show. So a big thumbs up to you, Mr. H. Anyway, as you were, Lucy.
3: Um, Derek will start talking next. That'll be
2: worrying. For all concerned. Oh, Yes. Our second silent. Mm. 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 Right. Uh, right. We're 38 minutes in. I think we're doing really well. It actually sounds like this show is coming together, considering NAF all happened in Ambridge. Uh, shall we go to Andrew Horn? <laughs> yes. All right,
4: good. Greetings, Earthlings. It's Andrew Horn here. I have um, two points uh, for this week. One is Hannah. Mm-hmm. So, uh... um, this Friends with Benefits. Um, strong liberated sexual uh, young lady um well the mask is beginning to slip now isn't it it's not as easy as she uh, as she thinks and the green-eyed monster is peering through um now that is one thing just to be a bit naive about it and 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 that would be forgivable but actually she's using the pretense of freedom as a way to control tom so yeah. as soon as she doesn't get her way it's the you know, put the padlock on the knickers, you're not coming near me, and um, it's a nasty little uh power kick, I think, so no Hannah, stop, and then poor old Roy Ooh, his blind that. infatuation, he just can't see what's going on with uh with with Lexi. I'm sure there is a good reason why um that she's changed over the summer, and that will come out, so uh we'll leave Lexi to one side. But she did say something very uh very interesting which is you know it's not what people say it's, it's as much what they don't say unfortunately Roy is blind with his infatuation and uh, just didn't pick up that that also referred to him so I think poor old Roy he's uh he's about to hit the bottom again anyway um I don't really have anything cheery to say except the sun has come out after the rain here <laughs> and I'm off to the memorial so for the uh Um, yeah, Memorial Sunday. Anyway, uh, speech hall soon. Bye. He's very Uh, clever, Andrew Horn, isn't he?
3: Well, I didn't like what he said, though.
2: Uh, What, about control?
3: Yeah. I think I was with him Mm. up until he said when she said then she padlocks the knickers and says no. She didn't say no, you bastard, how dare you? She just said, no, I've got plans because mm. she didn't. What, the whole point of it is just because she's been free and and just because she's been uh, sort of free and not playing games with with Tom and saying, right, this you know this is friends with benefits, whatever, she's still allowed to change her mind and she's still allowed to oh, yeah, not yeah. sleep no, with him no, when no, she no, wants.
2: No, 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 spot on there. And, and actually... I didn't quite agree with that either when when Andrew said that but the 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 thing of um Tom uh actively forming an attachment with a, Natasha and then actually mm. going to do something then yes that is all about control all of a sudden she wants to go to this notfield thing the yeah. thing that she wasn't at yeah. all interested in and yeah. even though none of us like her this is making her somewhat of an interesting character because we we all kind of dislike her and she's playing somewhat of a, a very obvious kind of juvenile game uh which yeah. us listeners are obviously very privy to and tom is just you know blind to deaf to type of thing so um well
3: tom is tom is tom's tom <laughs> tom, tom is is believing exactly you know she said to him i am utterly utterly straightforward and what i say to you is what i mean mm. so when i say I want a no-strings relationship and I'm not interested in you. That is what I mean. So bless him, he's taken that as that's what she means then. And now she's going to go, aha, I did mean it, you bastard, <laughs> which is, you know, really not fair. But she hasn't done that, to be fair to her. She's just said, mm, no, I'm backing off for a bit, which is fine, you know.
2: Mm. Um You've but a- the
3: only wanting to go when she heard that Natasha was going and that involved getting dressed up. There's an element of sort of competitiveness there that I didn't really like.
2: An element? <laughs> oh, come on okay. now. <laughs> British <laughs> understatement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
3: That, what was that conversation between Lillian yeah. and Tony? That was the clumsiest bit. of It was like people were carrying armchairs around with them. It was It was like, <laughs> you know, I just, do you know what I mean? Sort of... They said it once, and you think, okay, yeah, that's that's fine. You know, she said, yes, it's the fine art of British understatement, and then they mentioned it two more times.
2: We were and somehow I thought, you've
3: battered this to death. Yeah, now, no. there, give it up, walk away.
2: There was somehow it was supposed to somehow imply the closeness of siblings, wasn't it, and that they could yeah, have but- this kind of little bit of bonhomie or whatever the hell it was, but it was peculiar. It was peculiar. But your,
3: your conversations with your siblings are shorter than your conversations with everyone else because you use a sort of family shorthand.
2: They're not more verbose. Hmm. But getting back to the point I was going to make before. Sorry. Right. Yes. Uh, when's the last time you had a friends with benefits relationship?
3: I don't think I ever have. Have you not?
2: Modern oh. woman like you. What I said, a modern woman like you, you know, back in your more carefree days before you 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 had uh, uh, had your wonderful children.
3: No, because I think it's one of those things that, in theory, mm. in theory works. I think in reality, hugely doesn't. Mm.
2: There, there is always someone who is, even yeah. though you you walk into it saying yep. it's we're both yeah. friends. There's always yep. somebody who. Um, is slightly more vulnerable than the other. Always, The level always. of denial
3: that people can go in, mm. the level of denial that people can adopt in order to give themselves a re- something that they're desperately craving and saying, no, 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 it's fine. It really is fine. And it isn't. Is you know, I just think it's, it's staggering and, and how, how easily people can convince themselves through no fault of their own, you know, it's something they really want. And, and so therefore it, it They're happy to sacrifice a lot to get it, but I think I'd be sacrificing too much.
2: Mm. Ah, hear you. Now, um, I don't know how we've managed to get uh, so far into this show. And we just had a brief cursory chat about the passing of Stan Lee. Uh, You managed, Lucy, uh, uh, to um, let me talk about it. But then make sure that I was mercifully short. So well done to you. Now, so what we should Thank do uh, is maybe have a sheep bleat right now. And then I'll say something like um, it's going to be an advertising break if you're in one of the major uh, markets of the podcasting world where our advertising agency can put an advert in and target it to you. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. And I'm going to say, if you live in a bit of the world where uh, there is a large market for podcasting adverts, you might hear an advert now before we have a touch of millions. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ
0: Hey, Good day everyone. Well we started the week talking about the scene where Jim and Linda jostled for dominance. It was absolutely delicious. And I thought that Jim would win, I was incorrect, and we had a little chat about whether that competition is finally finished. And Sasha Manesh said, I really liked the way Jim tried to set the scene to get Linda into the best possible mood. Also, the back and forth of his title was hilarious. The best part of the episode, Linda needs a strong person to butt heads with. This is so much better than listening to the back and forth with Fallon about the fate or anyone else she's come up against. I hope Jim just goes about doing whatever he wants and Linda is left scrambling. There's lots more on that thread. Um do encourage you to uh, to have a look. Uh, people, you are so funny, and that was uh, a really great start to the week for us. We then went on to something slightly more serious because we wondered whether it's Hannah's place to change rosters while Neil is off sick. Um, yeah. Or no. is she being a little provocative?
2: We wondered. <laughs>
0: And (laughs) I have to say that I have a different opinion to most people because I think if you are standing in for someone who's away, your job is to maintain what's happening. But I was not in the majority. Sasha Manesh again says, clears throat. I hate Hannah. Also, some listeners have said they think people disliking her are being unfair because she's a strong woman with a sexual appetite. Are we discounting Lillian, Alice, even, dare I say it, Kate then? Any of those characters would fit that description, yet none of them would pick on Neil. The staffing decision Hannah made shows just how little she respects Neil. She should be holding down the fort. Is that an Americanism? Until Neil returns, not losing a worker. Yeah, and that is my point too, Sasha. I think she should be holding down the fort. And also I think, um, as we discovered later in the week, she doesn't have compassion for people and how things m- might impact on their work. You know, 15 minutes here or there, as long as it's made up, who cares? Um, and Sarah, Sarah Passingham said, are we being shown a sort of female Rob?" Not the same, but similarly controlling and destructive. Perhaps to put the record straight, that it isn't always men who are abusive or always men who are abused. She was certainly pretty displeased about Natasha being back in the scene this evening, despite her insistence that there was nothing emotional going on. And her encouraging Duncan to walk could be transferred aggression after not being able to control Tom. And she was proper shitty about refusing his invitation to his
2: little (laughs) school
5: prize-giving. Proper (laughs) shitty. That's
0: good. something (laughs) bubbling underneath, and it's all about to surface very soon. You might. My words are, oh, yes, spoken. Well, I have to say, there was a bit during the week where um, he got uh, a text, and Hannah wanted to know who was it and what did they say, and I thought, do you know what? Mm. If I was just a friend with benefits, I wouldn't care about their texts. I, don't, I think she's a little more invested than she is letting on. But we then did go on to talk about Natasha because, honest to goodness, I thought she was as boring as Batch Um And I don't think anybody could be as boring <laughs> as Tom. And Martin Van den Heuvel said, Brenda Kirsty and now H.R.H., the Duchess of Fruit Juice, what a way to go, Tom. <laughs> um, and Lisa Wallace said she's super patronising as well. It's a toss-up between her and Hannah, who I dislike the most at the moment. Uh, But Janice Betson suggested that they are made for each other. Um, Kat Wynn said, Listening now and thinking exactly this, the only possible way she could have been in a relationship for 10 years was as a plot point. And we finished up the week um, talking at length. Um, about, oh, no, sorry, one more. We, wanted, we did talk about Lexi, who gave some really good advice to Roy, which is sometimes you need to listen or to understand what people are not saying. And I have to say, as a teacher, this is so true that students will often say something to me. And I think that's not what you're really trying to tell me. And I then uh, sort of mm. flounder around in my mind thinking, oh, my God, what am I supposed to be understanding? So um, Kim Hunter Shadel said, I just listened. Maybe not so simple. Maybe there are goings on back home with her family that she does not want to involve Roy in. And she is backing away. It was such a love story. It's hard to believe she's just dumping him. But I can't take much more awkwardness and nooky avoidance. So hopefully it
5: will re- <laughs>
0: resolve soon. And Sean Coleman said, toodle pip, I don't think she's ever really wanted the relationship. I feel really sorry for Roy. But wow, Lexi's only back for five minutes and she has the measure of horrid Hannah. And there we are back to Hannah again, who none of us love. We had a, also had a discussion about uh, whether Hannah may have been premature in uh, turning down Tom's uh, invitation to go to the Nuffield talk. And uh that, of course, resolved itself later in the week, or started to resolve itself later in the week, and we finished up by talking about how Liz is coping and whether we had any suggestions to help her. Gretchen Anderson said, "I just can't be doing with her anymore. It's Geraldine's fault was the icing on the cake for me." Mm. Um, Audrey Cameron wondered whether Lexi would be the one to save the business. And Paul Schler said, acute disabling anxiety. She needs an intervention and a leave of absence. Yeah. And Paul Broomhead said, I am still keeping fingers crossed that Freddie avoids any rooftop
5: protests. (laughs)
0: um, A regular contributor says she's completely lost the plot. I almost felt sorry for her today. Yeah. Almost. And Jim McClay suggested that Lizzie go and look to see if Freddie's got any happy pills left hiding in his room. So, once again, lots and lots of robust fun and debate. Uh, Please join in. It will be Yokel Bear next week. But until we get together again, I say to you, hoo -hoo.
2: Do you think sometimes we let our own prejudices um, really um, colour the way that we comment on the archers, Lucy?
3: Yes, of course.
2: Yeah, I know. I I said... no, we're
3: we're in no... Yes, this is a podcast. We're not exactly, you know, um, neutral, are we?
2: Mm. Because we didn't talk about um, Linda and uh, Jimis at all, did we? No. Mm. So let's continue that now then. All right, so so let's (laughs) move on. (laughs) Uh, Tweets
3: of the week, please. It was quite a funny... (laughs) I think it was quite a funny little... Little bit, but that's all it was. It was, it, mm. yeah, it was. It's the kind mm. of stuff that they know that people like. So that's why they mm. put it in. Changes of the week. Yes. Right. Brian Holding. If Lexi was a vet, she'd be getting the bolt gun out about now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: horrible. Matt Underwood. Le- oops. Lee and Helen up the tree. S T A B B I N G. That's not very nice either. Dave Blake was uh musing on what the hell the noise was in the back of the tea rooms in one of the scenes. I could hear it as well and I was thinking, what the hell's that? Uh someone said, um, is it is it um is it is it build no, is it someone having a fight? And he said, Possibly. Could be group sex or three fat men doing some plastering. Hard to tell. Uh, Joe Hall said, Peggy seems to have about four birthdays a year. Is she actually 30 but identifies as 90? <laughs> and this is Tweet of the Week. Sally Ronaldson. It's very rude. I mm. apologise in advance. Roy has sniffed an opening at Lower Locksley. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh that that was good deliciously bad Uh, my mom started listening to dum dum i'm going to i'm gonna uh, without listening to the archers the poor woman no she she uh, you know what she liked you so she's like oh i like that lucy i think i'll give it a listen (laughs) i'll tell her to skip that tweet to the week though oh my mother wouldn't appreciate that joke at all (laughs) Being a good christian woman that she is <laughs> anyway, right, so folks, uh, I, I, I think you've just about had your lot. Um, you've had some, uh, you've had some inspired uh, discursive talk on on the archers, a thing that we love. You've had jokes and social commentary from Lucy. And you've had me linking to, to, to various calls. And you had corner in So I think we should just about start to wrap this up. So dungeon.com goes, got a shop. Um, I'm thinking maybe I should just like kill the forum on it. But um, people, please tell me. The other thing to say is I am, um, I know this is an ongoing thing, right? But like Lucy, um, map corner, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I really don't understand the hate that, you know, the, the 48% have for that, but, but anyway, um, for map corner fans, and I know you are legion. Um, we are, I, we are, I am, um, working on, uh, that, that first episode. The other thing to say as well is that there is, um, a, a tremendous, a heartwarming moving, uh, Lu, uh, Juicy Lucy, Walkie Talkie, which will be released um, at some point this week uh, when, I, when I'm back home in the Bay Area. So uh, listen to it,
3: it made me cry, that one. Yes. Well, do, it, it made me cry editing it and it made me cry doing it in the first place.
2: Yeah, it's one of the reasons why I've just given up doing interview shows because Lucy's so much better uh, than me. <laughs> it's a slow, it's like, stop it, Royfield. Don't even think you can do it when uh, there's masterful, insightful, uh, podcast done by my podcasting co-host so give that a listen and if you haven't already subscribed subscribe to uh, Lucy's walkie-talkie and I don't think she knows how to spell it she spells it about five different ways so know, just put I've in got, every yeah. imaginable spelling <laughs> into google and just put podcast and then Lucy Freeman you'll get there.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you will get there in the end now um, <laughs> I've been asking you for the last uh, few weeks off and on to write us reviews on a podcast review choice now if you've written them online like stitcher or TuneIn, uh we'd like to thank you for that but i don't go on to them so i don't know if the reviews are actually there but if you have done that really do thank you because it means that people uh when they're searching for something good to listen to, we're more likely to be higher up in the rankings, so then we get more listeners, and that's awesome. So Lucy's now going to read out a list of people uh, who've written us reviews in the last few weeks, and uh, I say big ups to you.
3: Do I have to include the man who doesn't like us?
2: Oh, why not? It's just funny. Okay,
3: Robin O'Reillan, Traveler five four three two one, Text Pistol eighty nine. I'm not listening. Red Agnes, Bingley Baggy, Cobert. Pub fan, boing, boing, bingley baggy. I think this person is just having a
2: laugh. No, take they're, that, they're, take they're, me. they're a fan of West Bromwich Albion. That's uh, it's a boing, boing, baggy's baggy's boing, boing is what they say.
3: Really? Yeah, why? so they're
2: from the Midlands. I don't know. And I've never been never been able to understand the reason why the nickname of West Bromwich Album is the Baggies. Because people say it's because he used to wear baggy shorts. But in the 50s, everyone used to. So it makes no yeah. sense as the reason why they're the Baggies. But they are the Baggies. And Boing Boing Baggies is, is what they sing. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Blimey. Mm.
3: <sighs> take That, Take Me, Bishak69, Buddhist in Yorkshire, UK, Poochie Lavish, M... Jail, Cole seventy five, pretty fighter, Red Agnes. Uh in a reality, cantab archers fan, Jezebel, Miss Mega B fifteen twenty-one and febrile fox.
2: And Jezebel's my favourite.
3: Who says she loves the or he loves the lovely Robart?
2: Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. caps. Yeah. In
3: caps. Yeah. Quit.
2: Loved loves me and you and the lovely in caps Robert. Robart. Yeah. Mm, Yeah, well, awesome. (laughs) Now, Patreon, folks, Um, go there and you sign up for two dollars a show. And it's awesome because you get extra content. Now, I did say this on this week's uh, WDM Extra. Um, We're still trying to negotiate with Mr. Charles Collingwood um, exactly when we can do this. These um, people are speaking to my people, and then they have to then run this by Lucy's people because Lucy has said in no uncertain terms, that I'm not interviewing him by myself. She needs to be in on the action. I don't have any people. Well, I know. I've got the dog. <laughs> what do you mean? You do have people. Yeah, you you your daughter just like, come in. You've got people there. She's been avoiding yeah, Not a that voice could negotiate
3: awesome. with Brian Aldrich.
2: Mm, true that. Anyway, the whole point is, is that negotiations are. Um, happening at uh, a rapid pace but it's very complex so hold tight it will happen uh but just to keep just to keep your kind of keep your attitudes attitudes keep your appetites wetted uh, this week you've had tim bentinck uh, back on again and I think it's a lovely chat. We had a really nice chat about the world of being a jobbing actor away from the archers and um, and just just really how actually good is his craft. So anyway, well, that's just a long-winded way of saying Go to patreon.com, go sign up for $2 a show, and you get extra content as of when uh, actors of the archers um, basically want to come on. Which is uh, more often than you'd think. Anyway, now, remember to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on our website, which is dot dumbydum.com, or you can call us on 02030313105, just like Emma did in Germany. Uh, and that way, you can leave us a message on an ordinary phone. Now, on social media, you can find us, uh, first off, on Twitter, where we are, at dumbydum. Lucy is at... at Lucy V Freeman. I, Royfield can be found at Royfield and of course then there is Robert who is um, at Naked Fingers now on Facebook uh simply type in dum dum and uh you'll find uh Millie Bell with the spoon and Yoko Bear there and I quite like I'm not really an active member of the Facebook group because I'm a bit rubbish on Facebook and I know Lucy you don't touch the barge pole Facebook that is not just our Facebook group um now uh witherspoon does a rather nice thing where every saturday he does a non-archer related post and there you get uh pictures of uh the upper east side or where, wherever the heck and it's all kind of good and it's not just um photos it's going to like comments on bits and pieces and stuff so so um so folks i need to kind of wrap this up uh, rather quickly at, because I'm about to jump on a plane uh, to go back to San Francisco from Toronto and my daughter is home on lunch and my mom's just come up to say, your daughter's going to go back to school. So I need to quickly say goodbye. Uh, and so that's goodbye from me. Bye. Hi,
4: I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.